This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to a special edition of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. We're doing an interview today with a special guest, Daniel Mortimer. How are you, mate? Good, Joey. Yourself? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Now, for those who don't know who you are and the career that you had in rugby league, would you just like to introduce yourself and who you played for? Yeah, so my name is Daniel Mortimer. Um, I started playing with the Parramatta Eels uh, in 2009. I uh, had a few years there and then I went across to the Roosters for 11, 12, 13. Uh, had a couple of years there, very enjoyable years. And then had a bit of an injury riddled stint up at the Titans for a couple of years. And then um, I had a brief uh, stint at the Sharks before going overseas to, to England and finished up over there. So uh, about 10 years out of the body, which is good, but uh, it definitely uh, gave way by the end of it. But uh, it's uh, I've had some mates who, who had to buy out much earlier. So I was fortunate for the time I got in the game. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Uh, I'm a massive Roosters fan, as all our listeners know. So I uh, loved your time at the Chooks. It was great. <laughs> uh, the next question, mate, who was the funniest teammate that you played with? Yeah, I mean, I played with some funny buggers through my time, but um, oh, just just raw, you know, on you got, got in the edge of your seat the whole time. It have to be Shane Shackleton. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a few of the characters that you know through the footy show with the footy, yeah. like that was that was him. That wasn't just a like it was him twenty four seven. You couldn't relax around him. He's just the king of impersonations, and um, yeah, he's a very, very funny and very witty and clever, uh, like intelligent uh, man. So, yeah, he just had the whole team in stitches you know, every single day. Oh, I love that. I've heard that about um, Shackleton, so that's a great shout there. Now, the next question I've got is, who's your strangest teammate? And often, when we've had guests on, this does coincide with the funniest teammate. Is it the same for you, mate, or someone different? Um, yeah, I played with some real oddballs out there too. Um, yeah, look, Shane, Shane, Shane's a certain, uh, he's a character. Um, oh, who else? I mean, there's, there's quite a few, um, you know, um, Martin Kennedy was, was very, uh, oh, yeah. very, very odd, but, you know, very, um, like in his, in his, in his own sense, a very individual character. Um, oh, there's, there's quite a, there's quite a lot. There's, um, you know, you never have a, a team of all the same characters, you know, in every team I've, I've been in, there's, there's certain, you know, Kevin Gordon is another one at the, the, the uh, oh, Titans. Yeah. He's gone off to do a, a rapper video sort of career now. <laughs> you'll, you'll find him going down Mermaid Beach in his undies and his – so he's a he's not a bot as well. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, you know, great, great man. Yeah, I love it, mate. Uh, the next question we got is, what is the weirdest pregame ritual or superstition that you've seen or that you might have yourself? Yeah, um – I I used to I used to be a bit superstitious, but um I got you know there was for instance you know, one um you know, early on in my paramedic career um you know we went on a bit of a winning streak you know that morning that we beat I think Storm I had a bath in the morning and I don't usually do but I just thought I don't know why I just felt like one and then we won so I sort of got to that like all right, I'm gonna do this again and yeah yeah. Yeah, you feel like you just got to duplicate whatever you do, and you know, particularly when you're playing well. But then, you know, you do it, and, you, and that luck will sort of run out. So you, so you, I'd try a different one, and that would that would go good for a certain while. And you say, no, I wasn't crazy superstitious, but I was I was habitual um, like that. But yeah, look, I've you know, I know Eric Growth. You'd, you'd hear him in in you know mm. doing big power power spew in the toilets before the game. You'd you'd hear him a mile away. Um, 
I don't know if that was by decision. He, he had a bit of a uh, bit of pregame nerves, but um, yeah, you knew it was nearly game time when you heard Eric Growth in the in the in the toilets next year. Yeah, mate, absolutely love that. For me, I, I played a lot of local footy, and I, mine was the socks. Always had to have left sock before the right sock. I don't yeah, know okay. why. Just yeah. felt better. <laughs> I, I'm left-handed. Maybe that had to do with it. I don't know, but yeah, yeah mate, some some definitely some weird ones out there. Yeah. Um, now. I probably know what you're going to say for this next question, but what was the favourite game that you played in? Favourite game? Oh, look, I mean, the, the, the two grand finals were, were standouts. Yeah. Um, you know, first one being, you know, Parramatta, like, just turned 20. Um, I just finished school, like, 80 Yeah, months. yeah. So it, it, was, it was a whirlwind. Um, obviously, 2013, we won it. So that was very, uh, very enjoyable, that game. But in terms of if I could go back and relive one game, it would be the prelim to get into the 2009 grand final. Um, okay. It's against the Bulldogs. So Bulldogs were running hot all year. You know, the, the natural, um, you know, they were our arch enemies. And especially yeah. my surname, it was, uh, it was you know, quite dramatic. Um, but what happened with that, it's still got the record for the biggest crowd outside of grand final. Um and grand finals, you find, you know, there's there's fans from all teams there that, you know, the game sold out weeks prior nearly. And it's whereas um that prelim, um, tickets only went on a sale a week before because they didn't know who was wow. in. It. And wow. so they sold 76,000 people uh, tickets. And I just remember that, and they must have asked what team you support before you bought tickets because you'd walk out and it was like a horseshoe. You'd see blue and gold, all all horseshoe on your left, and, wow. and blue and white all on your right. And it was just um 76,000 people, but 76,000 Eels or Bulldogs fans. You know, it was yeah. it was probably the loudest game I've ever played at because um, if if you know if you were there watching the game, you were a fan of one of the teams. So um, yeah, we obviously won that game two to go to a grand final, which which helped. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of experience and and um, if I could relive a game, but probably that one. It was it was mental. Yeah, mate, absolutely love that. Uh, who was your footy idol? Um, yeah, look, I obviously grew up watching a lot of the I feel like I grew up in the eighties because I was born eighty nine, but um yeah. but I grew up on on the tapes of Dad and Uncles. So you know, I mean Steve Uncle was was you know my, my first sort of um you know man that I that yeah. I tried to replicate. But when I got to sort of my early teen years, uh Stacey Jones. Um okay. yeah, nice. halfback. Yeah, he was just um, I saw a couple of games. I think it was about two thousand and two or three, and he he just electric and little general. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I actually got to, I got to play against him once, um, wow. which was a pretty special moment. Yeah. So you know, when I was ten, I was looking up to him. And then <laughs> two thousand nine, he had a stint over in France. Two thousand eight, so I thought I missed my chance, and he came back for a little cameo in two thousand nine, and I played one game against him, and I was I was very nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great, mate! I love that. Uh, I haven't thrown this in, but I wanted to talk on the 2013 Grand Final. Now, uh, obviously, great Grand Final. I know exactly where I was when it was happening. Yeah. Uh, had all my mates over. Had my Mitchell Pierce poster up on the wall, yeah. uh, Junior. And yeah. I was I was ready to go. But, mate, what was it like playing in a Grand Final? And not just in a Grand Final, but in a winning Grand Final. Yeah, well, obviously, having lost the the 2009 on the Eels, I felt really fortunate to to get that experience because yeah, you know, most of my teammates um, who lost 2009 didn't get the chance to win one. Yeah, you know, particularly with Storm being stripped about a month later as well. So yeah, that would have been harder to swallow had I not gone to one one. And I, I can't speak for the other boys, but I reckon it would have probably hurt more and more over time. Um, 
yeah, but getting you know the, the moment for me in that grand final was was Michael Jennings try. Um, oh, mate, amazing. Yeah, it was, it was I was I was back on the bench with my bench crew, so it was yeah you know, Luke O'Donnell, um, Frank Pornyosal, and Anguira, and we were yep. sort of a pretty tight knit bench unit. So we we'd done our stint, we were back off, and um, I remember watching it all happen so quick, and we sort of all jumped up when you and we're like, oh, we sat down, going, oh, bugger, like that that was close, and then. They went to the video ref and we saw like, why is he checking this? And then we saw the first vision and we're like, geez, he's closer than we thought there. And then yeah. the first vision, him getting it. And that was, you know, eight minutes ago, we went eight points up. And um, that last probably eight, seven, eight minutes was probably most enjoyable of my life, just sitting there watching us, you know, secure this win and um, and then get to do the victory lap. Yeah, it's very, very special memories. Yeah, absolutely. And you beat Manly three times in that season, which was even better. Uh, mate, the, the next question. Now, being a Mortimer, was there a lot of pressure on you when you were coming through? Uh, there was, yeah. Now, externally, certainly not from from inside the family. You know, it was just, yeah. you know, I'm one of five boys. There's 14 cousins. Yeah, we all just loved our footy. It's, um, um, but, yeah, look, there was definitely extra attention um, as yeah. a young fella, and particularly bursting onto the scene and, and you know, there's a lot of expectation around around mm. not just the the Mortimer name, but the seven Parramatta jersey. And you know, there's a few yeah. things that um probably may have worked against me in the end, but but it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of my last name and what my absolutely have accomplished um in that. And um so yeah, look, it's yeah, there, there was definitely a bit more pressure than than um I think, but I hadn't known any different. So I guess yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Mate, if you could change one rule in the NRL, what would it be? Um, look, I just feel like I'd probably just maybe take the bunker out and just just try scoring decisions. I, the bunker yep. needs to be there, um, but I would just if it's, if there's not a try scoring situation, I'd just keep them out. You know, we saw the way you know, like Origins refed and, and mm. Grand Final seems to be refed. The 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 ref scene there just seems to be a lot less. Um, um, you know, impact on the game by the officials because they're they're sort of nervous about yeah, you know, and that'd be great if that was that that was all through the year. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Less a bit. Look, there's going to be some howlers. There were some howlers, I'm sure, in 1908, and there'll be some howlers, you know, next year, regardless of the technology we have. Um, you know, we saw that forward pass off of Reese Walsh. You know, yeah, yeah, and like it was a, it was a howler, but it is what it is. Like it's not new to the game. Yeah. Um, but I think flowing wise, I think it's uh, we got to we got to take them out a bit more and let the game happen for what it is. Yeah, mate, I couldn't agree more. I think free flowing footy is the way it should be. Uh, the grand final, as you spoke about, was extremely free flowing, and it was credit to the ref for keeping the whistle in the pocket. I Absolutely. thought that was that was really good. So, nah, yeah. definitely agree with you there, mate. Uh, well, let's talk a bit about retirement now. How is life after footy? Uh, it's good, yeah. So I did a teaching degree while I was playing. Um, nice. So yeah, look, I, it was it was difficult. It took me eight eight mm. years to finish. So I was sort of chipping away there. Um, but I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of I've got a lot of mates who go through after footy, and and it, it is tough because you mm. it's been your purpose and your life for not since you were twenty or since I was you know four or five. It's been my yeah. My life. So all of a sudden you finish your career, you got to find. Not only another job to pay the bills, but something else to be passionate about, which is hard. But I went into teaching. Um, but at the moment, oh, I did that for about two years, and then my family have a winery in Orange, so I'm I'm out working full time with my um my dad and mum. Yeah, and very nice winery. So loving it. It's um, you know, I grew up 
I guess I've known the wine game longer than the footy game. I you know, <laughs> grew up on the winery, me and my brothers, so um, it came quite naturally, and it's, it's nice to be back involved in the family business again. Yeah, that's great, mate. Uh, you, you do hear a lot of that from uh, former footy players like yourself where it is a struggle at first, but they eventually find their feet. Is it better watching footy now? You, you're not as stressed. You just get to watch the game as a spectator. Yeah, yeah I, I do enjoy um, – you know, I get asked by so many people as well, what team do I support? Because yeah. I've played a couple and, and to be honest, like, I've still got a soft spot for, for the teams I played for and like to see yeah. them do um, but the only time I watch footy now and I find myself screaming at the TV is, is the origin as a fan. Yeah, I've always yeah. been, you know, even when I was playing in RL, I always went to the origin and just, you know, I was bleed, bleed blue sort of uh, thing. So, Good man. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I still enjoy watching it. I don't sit there and watch it religiously. Yeah. If there's a good game to be watched, I'll tune in and, and, and um, yeah, it's, yeah, and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, that's great, mate. Mate, uh, couple more questions to go. This next one, a bit about the refereeing, and we love our refs, but how did you find the officiating in the 2023 season? Um, oh, look, it, I, I sort of – I feel for the refs a bit because they've just yeah. got so much to to contend with now. They introduced new rules. Um, you know, There's been some rules introduced where I, I feel like the NRL is probably just – sitting around going, what can we do this year? Like, yeah, yeah the game's not broken, sort of let it be. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think, I mean, they, they all they all have their good days and bad days like we all do. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I'm, I think you know, that they do a good job. You know, they've got to be yeah. better supported. Um, yeah. I think, mate, yeah, you know, taking the, the bunker out of it as well will just – Reassure people that yeah, mistakes happen and, and it's hard these days because there's so much on the line. Yeah, you know, it's oh, such a yeah, big business right. now. It's not just watching a couple of teams you like run around, you know. It's mm. it's um there's 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 lifestyles on the line, there's there's careers of coaches and all that. So there's a lot on the line now. So um I think it's a bit unfair to put that all on the rest, but in saying that, that's that's the job they take. It's just like the players, you don't perform, you you face the consequences. So you know, we've yeah. got to expect the best from them. Um, but they're they're still human. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, mate. I have a real soft spot for referees. I'm a massive fan of the game, but they have a hard job. They have a very hard job, uh, referees and then players. So, yeah, it's very tough. Uh, Mate, next question, what are you looking forward to for the 2024 season? I know it's a while away, but tell us. Yeah, I love just seeing which team's going to surprise us. You know, there's always a surprise packet. You know, this year it was the Warriors. I'm really excited to see them with with Roger, Roger, you know, back out the back. Yep. You know, Andrew Webster's done a fantastic job there. You know, the year before, you know, the Cowboys, like you wouldn't, most people have them pegged for the spoon. So I'm looking forward to just seeing who the surprise packet is because there always is one. And I have no idea who it is, who it's going to be. But um, it's always really cool to see you know, some team um, come and surprise us all with just some great footy. And, and yeah, I don't know who it's going to be next year, but that's that's the exciting part. Yeah, I love it, mate. Uh, look, little bold prediction from me and your, your dad and your uncles will be happy, but I've got the dogs making the eight. Yeah. And I've got yeah. the Broncos falling out of the eight. I think the loss yeah. of Herbie and the loss of Flegler are going to be big for them. So bold yeah. prediction from the Ruck and Fruit. Well, yeah. But <laughs> see how it plays out, mate. Uh, yeah. The last one. Early prediction, team with the biggest upside. What do you reckon for 2024? Um, look, 
I hate to say, but like you can't really go past the Panthers again. You know, just oh, that's right. What a um, what a way to cement their their greatness as a team. You know that that yeah. grand final. Um, you know, I was sort of part of the group that were like, oh, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for someone new to come through. But you just can't deny it. You know yeah. the way the way they did it too was the perfect way to sort of cement. Okay, this is one of the greatest teams we've probably ever seen fielded now. Um, and you know we're we're we're, we're witnessing history. So. Yeah, not just three in a row is tough to do, but um, the way they did it um, was pretty amazing. So, you know, I mean, they've they've lost, you know, Crichton and and you know one or two others, but you know, last year they won all four junior grades, which is yeah, which is very exactly. scary. They've obviously got some cattle there. There's a few young, good um, Central West boys coming through there as well. So, mm. um, yeah, they're they're a scary beast at the moment. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, mate, I I live in Penrith. Uh... But I'm a Chooks man, but yeah. the whole family of Penrith supporters, and yeah, it's uh, mate, it's crazy down here at the moment. They're all still, they're all still thinking there's four, five, six years in them. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Once it's... in a lifetime team, I don't think we'll see anything no, like you can't this. Can't blame so, it at the moment either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But mate, we just want to thank you for your time. That is all we have time for tonight. Thank you for jumping on and spending your time with us. You know, we're we're just a little podcast, but we appreciate it very much. Uh, look, we will just say a quick reach out to our listeners thank you for tuning in this episode will drop next week sometime uh i will send out a post on our socials on facebook instagram tiktok as well so stay tuned for that it's daniel i'm joey thank you so much for listening again until next time be good thanks guys have a good one